Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a life and weight loss coach. So do you ever feel like you need a break from trying to lose weight? Let's talk about why that happens, how to prevent it, and what to do about it. So I'm going to kick off this episode with a little story time, a little trip down memory lane (laughs) with the most famous break, or rather break up, in TV history from our beloved sitcom Friends. Of course, I'm talking about the infamous debate, were Ross and Rachel on a break? (laughs) Now, I know we're not talking relationship breakups here. We're talking about needing a break from your weight loss efforts, but I promise you I'm going to show you how it connects. Let me preface this by saying I watched Friends again not too long ago, and I think we can all clearly see now that the 90s and early 2000s were just a really hard time for body image and marginalized people. Okay, so trigger warning if you decide to rewatch it, I think you might see it with new eyes. Also, side note, my least favorite characters when I was a teenager watching it, Joey and Phoebe, (laughs) are now my favorites. What? How does that happen? I don't get it. And in case you haven't recently watched season three of Friends and don't quite remember the details, I'm going to catch you up. Okay, so here's the story. So Ross and Rachel start to have relationship trouble because Rachel's career is taking off and she's working with his colleague, Mark. Ross being Ross is jealous and blames him for their problems. Then their anniversary comes up. Rachel has to work late. So Ross decides to get a picnic basket together and go to her office to celebrate with her. But he doesn't understand, of course, that she actually has to do work. (laughs) So he gets there, she gets upset, she makes him leave. And when they see each other later, she expects an apology for the crazy ways that he's acting. And he says, is this about Mark? Which for her is the last straw. So she says, it's time for them to take a break from each other. Ross is mad. (laughs) He meets up with Joey and Chandler at a club and has a one-night stand with a woman that he meets there. In the morning, Rachel wants to get back together. She's like, slept on it. She's like, I'm feeling better about his crazy ways and I want to get back together. But Ross has now had this one-night stand with his girl, Chloe, and he's not sure whether he should tell Rachel or if he should lie to her. He eventually decides not to tell her, But as it turns out, in true sitcom style, Chloe and Gunther, the coffee shop guy, are of course roommates, and he's already told Rachel the whole story. Now she is furious. So this is the whole thing that kicked off the never-ending saga of whether Ross's actions were reasonable or inexcusable. Now, to be fair, this is maybe not going to be the most perfect analogy, okay? (laughs) But here's what we can take from the Ross and Rachel's break. Number one, we only want to take a break because we want to feel better. We want to stop the current negative emotion that we're feeling. So Rachel has had enough of Ross being Ross. She just wants out. She's feeling maybe frustrated, annoyed, maybe even disappointed that he's not respecting that, you know, she's finally figured out what she wants to do in her life and she's doing something that really matters to her. It's the same for us whenever we feel the need for a break from our weight loss program. We want a break because we want to feel better. That's it. We just want to feel better. It's really important to know that because taking a break or quitting will not actually make us feel any better, except temporarily. So let's dive in on some of the specific reasons you might feel like you need a break so this is really relevant to you. 
First is you're tired of your protocol. You're sick of meal prep maybe or eating boring food. You don't want to feel bored. (laughs) So your brain says, let's take a break and make it more interesting by eating some exciting food, food that's highly palatable. Like let's do takeout and you are less bored. You're less bored because now your food is more exciting and you're less bored because you have more problems to solve around your weight loss journey too. (laughs) You have drama around not losing weight. Why am I not losing weight? Why does this always happen? And why can't I stick to anything? There must be a deep underlying reason hidden in my psyche that if I could just unlock, I could figure this out and finally lose weight. Nope. It's just boring. (laughs) The answer is weight loss is super boring. You just eat food that serves your body in an appropriate quantity, and it's likely not going to be exciting or even that interesting on a daily basis. If you didn't need a break from being bored with your food, if your food was just nourishment for your body and helped you live your life, how might that change your expectations of what food needs to be in your life? So let it be boring. Okay, next is you might be sick of thinking about weight loss all the time. Your brain is in protest about planning your meals ahead of time or what you're going to do at the barbecue this weekend. You'd rather not get on the scale and have to manage your thoughts on the fact that it stayed the same for four days straight, even though you're doing everything so-called right, right? Right in quotation marks. It takes so much effort, so much mental energy, but what's the alternative? Either we're directing our thoughts on how to get what we want, or we're just thinking about the fact that we don't have what we want. If you're sick of thinking about anything, that's an indication that those thoughts are creating a negative emotion. So we can either make peace with the thoughts, allow them to be there. We can make peace with the emotion, allow that to be there, or we can do something different. We can think of it differently and uplevel our thinking or we can take action, try something new. Maybe you need a break because you're tired of being the odd one out, like the only person who's not drinking or the only one in your family that doesn't eat on pasta night. (laughs) You just want to fit in and not be noticed or draw attention to yourself. This discomfort is real, but it's likely very much blown up in your mind. What if it's really no big deal at all? What if the next version of you cares more about following through having her own back and feeling good in her body and in her clothes (laughs) and about her choices. Then she cares about what someone else might be thinking about the fact that she's not drinking or having dessert. Lastly, maybe you're just feeling done with having to say no to yourself with the deprivation. So there's a lot to unpack on this one, but I'll be brief. First, assess if saying no to yourself is appropriate. By that, I just mean, is your weight loss protocol, how you've been eating sustainable? If it's not something you could conceivably do for the next three years of your life, then it's likely too restrictive and you don't just need a break from it. You need to find a new plan that will nourish your body and allow your body to get to your natural weight. Even if that's at a slower pace than you might like. You won't get anywhere with a plan that's not sustainable anyways. You'll just gain the weight right back. So don't waste your time on a plan like that. Next is if you do a sustainable plan, but you're feeling lots of deprivation, we want to get curious about that. Why do you feel deprived? Remember, deprivation is a feeling, so it's always caused by a thought. 
You believe it's unfair that you can't eat the food. And of course you can. So don't let your brain tell you that, (laughs) right? It's a lie that you can't. Of course you can. And you'll say, well, but I want to lose weight. Okay, so either you decide you don't really want the food. What you really want is to release excess fat on your body. Or you decide you're up for feeling some deprivation, right? (laughs) Bring it on. How much deprivation are you willing to feel? Have you even thought about that? What if you were just willing to feel that and not make it mean something terrible about your life, that everything is going wrong because you're feeling deprived? What if you decided you were going to allow yourself to feel deprived today? We're not worried about it tomorrow or the next six months, just today. When you get really good at this, you'll notice you feel deprived a lot less often. You're not pushing against it. You may not have less emotion overall, but you may see what's deeper, what's really going on for you emotionally when you remove overeating and the drama around being deprived. Maybe you're feeling deprived because you're physically hungry and you have thoughts about that physical sensation. How can you befriend hunger so that it's nothing more than a communication tool from your body? So it's a signal from your brain making a suggestion that you could use some food right now. (laughs) But remember, you're either feeding your body with food or you're feeding your body with the stored food you already have in the form of your thighs, (laughs) right? In the form of excess fat on your body. And one more note on this that I think you might find helpful Notice when your brain is telling you that you've been experiencing deprivation for too long. Like you might say, I've been deprived all week. I can't take it any longer. I'm just going to have the thing. As if there is an accumulation of deprivation that has been building up all week. That's not possible. You cannot experience the deprivation you felt last Monday today. Just as you cannot experience the joy from your last trip that you took, last holiday that you had, you can remember it and you can think the thoughts that produce joy now in the moment, but it's not the same joy because you're at a different point in time. There is no such thing as an accumulation of emotion, as an accumulation of deprivation. If you're feeling more intense deprivation on Friday than on Monday, that might be because you have a story about how hard it has been for you this week and how you are so deprived. The thinking that you're having at this moment in this time is creating that emotion. So emotions don't accumulate. They are felt in real time. Nothing is built up, but your story about it doesn't mean it doesn't feel intense, right? But it's important to remember that. Okay, now back to Ross and Rachel. What we do now while we are taking a break will have consequences. So when Rachel finds out what Ross did, she no longer wants to get back together, right? Consequences, no relationship (laughs) for Ross or Rachel. The things we do when we're thinking I'm on a break from my weight loss, not weighing ourselves, not paying attention to what we're eating, how often we're eating or how much we're eating, not moving our bodies, not doing regular thought work and managing our minds, we're still creating results for ourselves, right? That does not go on pause. Often they are not the results that we want, but they do make us feel better temporarily. (laughs) So we might even think, well, this one thing won't make a difference. It's just a mini break. (laughs) And as a client pointed out recently, that's a really convincing justification because it's so easy to believe. Yeah, that one thing probably won't make a difference to reaching your long-term goal. 
but it also won't bring you closer to it. You'll know based on your results. You'll know if what you're doing is working or not based on your weight loss. If you're not releasing weight and you're making these justifications often, you know exactly what you need to change, right? No uh, big mystery there. Don't beat yourself up about this. This is a human thing. This is our human brains. It's not a you thing. (laughs) We all want to feel better in the short term, often at the expense of the long term. That's why it's really helpful to be thinking of weekly goals and doing your daily thought work to touch base with your goals. What's one thing I'll commit to to bring me closer today? What's one thing that I'll commit to this week that will bring me closer? Just asking those kinds of really simple questions on a daily basis will literally have a massive impact. Most people will not do this. Most people will continue to justify their current results without doing the work. The sometimes very tedious work (laughs) like this, but not you, right? You've been with me this long. You're so much further ahead already. Okay, number three. We can beat ourselves up about what we do while we're taking a break for way too long. So the break continued to plague Ross and Rachel for years, and they weren't able to get back together until the series finale seven seasons later. Maybe you've heard this relationship advice before. It's not that you won't fight or that you should avoid conflict. The strength of your relationship isn't indicated by that. It's about whether you repair and how you go about repairing the connection after a conflict that really matters and determines the health and longevity of your relationship. The sooner you can forgive yourself and have some compassion, the stronger the relationship will be. Same goes with yourself. The sooner you can do that, the sooner you'll be able to learn from what happened and take the next action. Often we feel burnout and need a break because We've been resisting negative emotion instead of processing and feeling our emotions. We don't make any room for negative emotion. If we start feeling any kind of bad feeling, something that doesn't feel so good, we immediately want to change our state. We think we need to fix it and either blame ourselves for being unhappy and the world that we've created, or we blame the world that we're not satisfied instead of accepting that this is part of being human. We reject it and distract ourselves with anything other than feeling what we're starting to feel. This is exhausting (laughs) and leads to burnout and needing a break. So the more you can open up to all of what you're feeling and be okay with it, being there, even asking what it's here to teach you, what this emotion is here to tell you or teach you, the less you'll be fighting with reality. Okay, number four. Even when it's really clear, as in this case, Rachel said, clearly we're on a break. It can be confusing to know when your sneaky brain is taking break or not. So sometimes it sneaks up on you with these tiny little breaks that collect over time. And then a month goes by and you're up five pounds. What happened? (laughs) It can happen when you're frequently eating a little over what's comfortable in your body making more allowances for exceptions, or snacking in between meals. You haven't decided to intentionally quit, to take a break completely, but you're not doing enough of what's required for your body to release fat. Maybe you're not giving your body a rest from food long enough to allow some hunger. Your body is taking a break from releasing fat. However, I will say that there will be times when you really, really feel like you need a break. Maybe you're working double shifts at work, or you're exhausted from being up with a newborn, or you're going away on holidays for a couple of weeks. 
my suggestion here is to create a minimum standard for yourself. What's the minimum you will do towards your weight loss goal? This is especially helpful for those of us who experience anxiety or depression or maybe just going through a really extremely stressful time. In this case, maybe your minimum standard is to simply get out for a five-minute walk every day, have balanced meals, and drink a ton of water throughout the day. You're not setting the bar at something like two meals a day, no flour, and working out every day. No. You think about what's reasonable given your energy and mental state and set yourself up for success. Anything you do above and beyond your minimum standard is bonus, but this way you are winning the whole time. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. The only reason you would ever feel like you need a break is because you want to feel better. Of course you do. The only problem is that taking a break is taking a break from yourself, from your emotions and the truth of your life. And it's only temporary anyways. You can prevent needing a break by making sure what you're doing to release the weight is sustainable and you decide that you're up for a little discomfort, maybe a lot of discomfort, (laughs) both physical and emotional. You make peace with that and know that it's part of it. Those obstacles are simply going to be part of your success story. And the sooner you can get your brain on board with that, the easier the whole thing is going to feel. And if you're in a time of your life in which you really do need to pump the brakes a little bit, then think about what your minimum standard of care for yourself will be so that you continue to feel your best given what you're going through. Okay, that's what I have for you. I'll talk to you soon.